Hello and welcome to the 21st episode of Criminal Profiling. In this episode, we'll hone our skills in on famous personalities. This is a great way to have fun, maintain flexibility, and sharpen your skills. Profiling famous personalities is a lot like profiling crimes. We can't trust a word anyone says about the individual, or even what the individual says about themselves. And this includes any of their films, interviews, or writings. Most people have a favorite musician, actor, or actress whom they feel they know a little, or a lot in some cases, in the sense of what they are like as a person in general. As profilers, we can only use what we assume to be of 100% certainty. An amassing of thousands of fans all supporting their favorite rock star and claiming them to be a magnificent person does not make it so and would mean nothing to a profiler. So when it comes to profiling the famous, we have to sift through an ocean of gossip to find islands of truth. Okay, first up, hold on to your hats. Bruce Lee, legendary martial artist. I don't think there's too many people or anybody who hasn't heard of Bruce Lee. So we'll look at his martial arts first. Where does he get that power from? He's known as the greatest martial artist that ever lived. He used styles from all around the world. Well, the power, folks, comes from Mars square Pluto, predominantly. Pluto goes the furthest distance. It affects things in the furthest level possible. You always go to Pluto for that. Just as in crime, the person who takes things the furthest for overkill also gets Pluto mentioned. Okay, now we know that there's much more to that that goes into Bruce Lee's kick. There's a lot of philosophy and all sorts of things. So we'll briefly take a look at this. We can't do a full character analysis. We're doing a lot of different people here. So that's the kick, Mars Square Pluto. So let's move on from there. Very quickly, I'll throw in a few tidbits. Um, his attraction to uh, martial arts, Venus conjunct Mars. His attraction to dancing, he was a dancing champion, cha-cha. That's Venus conjunct Mars too. Excellent for rhythmic movements and physicality. His intelligence and his uh, connection with water was huge. Um, his intelligence, and etc., comes from areas such as there's um, a small stellium in Scorpio. Venus conjunct Mars conjunct the moon. Now you notice the moon is in there and Mars. That's martial arts and the moon. You'll notice he talks a lot about bringing the moon into his fighting and combat. Be water, my friend. Okay, so water comes into a lot of his philosophy. He did write a lot about philosophy. He was a scholar, a university scholar. Now, his Jupiter across here, that's one of those, you know, uh, planets that is in opposition with the moon and the Mars and Venus and stuff. And Jupiter is conjunct Saturn for the concentration, for deep, uh, high intellect concentration. Jupiter for high intellect, higher intellect, university, Saturn for concentration. They're in opposition to the moon, Mars. So he's applying high intelligence to fighting as well with those oppositions and never satisfied. And he has Mars backing him up, Mars squared Pluto, which is incredible, the, the biggest power you can play with. So there's kind of, in a nutshell, Bruce Lee. Next up is Mike Tyson, world-renowned boxer. Here is another heavy hitter like Bruce Lee. And we're looking for Mars once again. Mars rules boxing and boxers. So we're looking for a guy who was world-renowned for having, well, I imagine many boxing fans consider him to having the heaviest and hardest punch in boxing history. So let's take a look. Where is that power? Mars square Pluto. 
the exact same aspect we found with Bruce Lee, who's world-renowned for having an amazing powerhouse kick and punch. Mike Tyson, exact same thing. And they both have Mars square Pluto. So that's that power that can change the world, that one that affects things on the farthest possible reaches. That's Pluto. So what else does he have? He has Mars square Saturn for concentration. Mars square Uranus, he is a bit of a loose cannon. You'll know that they had to really rein him in when they discovered him. He has a, he's a loose cannon. This guy has a bit of a temper, uh, just like Bruce Lee. But it was reined in and trained. So he was able to control it for the most part there. Uh, it's a little, more, a little more out of control than Bruce Lee, I might add. Mars square Uranus is a bit more out of control. But although Mars square Uranus can show outbursts of anger, Uranus shows intelligence, genius, advanced technique, advanced techniques that could involve explosive, sudden explosive energy moves. A professional fight, and he's down again and in serious trouble. Next up is world-renowned tennis player John McEnroe. Uh, I don't follow tennis, but I just remember this guy's name from his uh, temper tantrums that he used to take, and he used to smash his racket and stuff like this. So he was really well known for having a bad temper. So his name came to mind. So I pulled him up. And what do we get? We get uh, Sun square Mars, Mercury square Mars, Mars opposite Jupiter, Mars in conjunct Saturn, Mars square Pluto. You probably noticed that uh, both Bruce Lee and Mike Tyson had Mars square Pluto, showing someone who can use their physicality and take it to the, uh, have the farthest reaching effects with it and become world-renowned. And here we have John McEnroe also with Mars square Pluto, just like Mike Tyson or Bruce Lee. And it shows someone taking their physicality to the furthest reaches, as he does in tennis, which is a very physical game. So John's anger certainly shows with the Sun square Mars and uh, Mercury square Mars in particular. Another person I remembered who had a notorious bad temper was model Naomi Campbell. And uh, when I pulled her chart up, I found uh, the moon in conjunct Mercury and the moon opposite Mars. So this is a more moody person. And you're not sure what you're going to get because the moon is opposite Mars for the moodiness. But you also have Mars square Pluto. And this is an aspect shared with Bruce Lee, Mike Tyson, and John McEnroe. Of course, Pluto represents things that can reach the farthest. Uh, it has the farthest reaching effects. And we see that with all three, with Mars square Pluto. They're very based in the physical. Mike Tyson with punching, Bruce Lee with punching and kicking and all sorts of things, and Naomi Campbell as a model. So as a model, what got her started, I know she went into acting and singing, but as a model, what got her started, uh, we can look to the, um, and that's what got her renowned. She was a world-renowned model. And what got her renowned, we can take a look at the planet of modeling, Venus, and what she was known for. So here we have Venus conjunct Mars. Right away we get that masculine energy, that bold energy, daring. She has um, Venus trying Jupiter, which is nice, but I'm looking for some other stuff right now. That also helps with her modeling, of course, and for becoming famous. She also has Venus square Uranus, which I think would help her in her career as it would produce uh, uniqueness and help her to stand out. Although it could produce someone who uh, has eccentricities um, is unpredictable in their behavior and stuff. She's also got Venus in conjunct Neptune for that femininity. So it's not totally overly masculine. There's still some sensuality in there. And then we've got Venus square Pluto. And that's, into, that's where that world-renowned effect really takes in, takes effect. Because Pluto, remember, uh, is that one, that planet of the farthest reaching effects. 
that makes you world-renowned and infamous, etc., and uh, can take things to the farthest limits. So here, Venus modeling taken to the farthest limits, Pluto. So that becomes the most important aspect. She also has that Mars square Pluto, keep in mind. So there's that over, there's that, she might be overbearing, domineering, but it helps on, for her persona on film, I guess it may help her do those action roles and whatnot. It would be a very masculine energy of Mars square Pluto. And it could also have very far reaching effects. And keep in mind, this is all transpiring in the fifth house of entertainment and both Venus and Mars are in that house of entertainment, the fifth house, and in social science, Gemini, which will help her further her career. Next up is a model known for a pure femininity. You'll know her as Marilyn Monroe. Now, I know she was known for her acting, primarily in the movies and stuff, and her for her beauty. Um, and that's what we're interested in, her beauty. That's what made her famous, her beauty. And her beauty was that she was the very uh, icon of femininity the very symbol of femininity and beauty. So there's, uh, with, as the prior model, Naomi Campbell, she had that very masculine, forceful, daring model look. Marilyn Monroe is going to be complete femininity. None of that was thrown in. Um, and so let's take a look at what she has. She has Venus sextile Jupiter, Venus trine Neptune, and Venus conjunct Midheaven, the MC line, which rules your career. So the model conjunct your career, shows her modeling career there. And uh, the 10th house is in Taurus of the physical body. So you can see how her career got started right there in a nutshell. Now, the fit, now it's not, you know, some people may, may be saying it's not pure femininity because Venus is in Aries, which is very masculine. But this is more an enhancer. And it is masculine. I can't disagree. That is a masculine energy. But it's not going to uh, overshadow her femininity as what she puts out. It's going to make it shine and sparkle more. Just give it that extra oomph and that brightness without giving it that muscular, masculine edge. Her son is positioned in such a way as to assist her in this. Her son uh, is in Gemini, very social, conjunct Mercury, very nice, trine the moon, very feminine, um, and it's sextile ascendant in uh, Leo for beauty and stuff. And that's just all adding uh, to her softness. This, of course, is only her modeling. We're not talking about her personality or how she is in real life day to day. She could be totally kick-ass, um, in which she is. She has the Mars conjunct uh, Uranus. She's not a total softy, this individual. Next up is a model who is kind of in between a Naomi Campbell and Marilyn Monroe. Uh, her name is Monica Bellucci. Monica is also known for her acting. She's an Italian actress. And quite good. Okay, she started as a model. So we're looking at the Venus, the planet of modeling. We get Venus square Jupiter. This is good for gaining popularity and stuff. Venus opposite Saturn. So she's doing serious work here. She has deeper looks, uh, more intense uh, and darker looks uh, than might uh, Marilyn Monroe, uh, for instance, with that Saturnian element in there, Venus opposite Saturn. She also has a Venus square MC, you know, which is the 10th house, uh, the midheaven, and that rules your career. So again, we have uh, Venus square the MC. So that attaches her modeling uh, with her career. And we saw that with um, Naomi Campbell. She had Venus in conjunct MC. So that attaches her modeling to her career, which she started out as a model. And we also saw that with Marilyn Monroe as Venus 
conjunct MC. So all three uh, models have their modeling planet attached to their uh, house of career, the 10th house. Okay, we're going to uh, change gears here and go into the music department. And we're going to start off with a singer-songwriter who uh, goes by the name of Bono. And you'll know him as the front man uh, for the band U2. Bono's name came to mind when I was thinking of religion and music because a lot of his songwriting has strong religious overtones. The religious aspect appears to be along contemporary or orthodox lines. I also feel, in this case, uh, safe to assume that Bono actually did write the songs when his name is credited to those songs, where in many cases today, people can buy songs uh, outright and put their name on it, even though they didn't write it. So with Bono, I'm looking uh, for those religious overtones uh, along orthodox lines. I'm looking for Sagittarius, Jupiter, Ninth House. And just as it should be the case, really, we find a really heavily aspected Jupiter, of course, with lots of good communication between Mercury and Jupiter, Venus, the attraction to Jupiter is in there, the moon sextile Jupiter. It's all in there for that religious overtone. Mars square Jupiter, the aspect common to many soldiers, indicates that Bono might write many songs about conflict or, or strife, uh, war, things like that, especially of a spiritual nature, since Mars is in Pisces, so spiritual war and whatnot, because uh, Bono does have a lot of oppositions to Neptune, uh, so that'll affect uh, the spirituality in some sense, and it's going to um, be never, it'll never be satisfied, much as we found with Bruce Lee's oppositions. Uh, we find with Bono, Spiritually, there's going to be a part of them that's never satisfied. It reminds me of their song, uh, I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. That kind of reflects those oppositions to Neptune. On the other hand, Sunday Bloody Sunday might reflect the Mars in Pisces square Jupiter. Next up, we have the incredible David Bowie, who's regarded as one of the greatest musicians that ever lived. Often ends up in the top four of the greatest musicians in history. And, uh, and for good reason. The guy is incredibly complex, incredibly creative. And that creativeness has a strangeness to it. And I wanted to find that strangeness where he creates personas such as the hermaphroditic characters and whatnot that he came out with. And uh, we find that with um, Neptune, especially. That's where his acting comes out and his strangeness. And he has that in spades. He's got the Sun square Neptune, Mercury square Neptune, Mars square Neptune. So he's really capitalizing on that. Uh, he also changed the world of music. He was um, profoundly deep and profoundly intelligent. And uh, he has two stelliums, and one of those stelliums shows where he is going to be world famous, so it just reflect that world fame. And that is the stellium containing the moon, Pluto, and Saturn in Leo Entertainment in the 10th house of vocation. So that reflects that. But also, he's got another stellium, uh, and this is in Capricorn because he has good uh, practical sense of where think, what to do and how to do it. And this is the Mercury, Mars, and the Sun in Capricorn. And that stellium produces even more intelligence. The guy is quite incredible. Marilyn Manson came to mind as soon as I was thinking about David Bowie because of that hermaphroditic character that he came out with. He has that strangeness as well, but totally different. More of a death thing going on, a little deeper death, darker stuff going on there, much darker than Bowie. And so when we look into that, we're, look, we're still looking for that Neptune thing because he's got that psychosexual, hermaphroditic thing going on there. He's got the Venus square Neptune, so very sexualized um, aspect of that. 
And uh, he also has the darker aspects. His son uh, is square Saturn. So here's that perception of the darker areas of life that he can perceive and will probably write about. As you know, he started off as a writer. That is his, his purest gift, I think, is writing. He's got a, a heavily aspected Mercury for writing. You know, uh, the moon, he's got the moon opposite Mercury. He's got Mercury square Mars, Mercury trine Jupiter, trine Uranus, sextile Neptune, trine Pluto. He's got a lot of good aspects for uh, writing and some uh, good intelligence there as well. And he's also a little more angry, of course, about things than uh, David Bowie. And that shows, of course, um, with his Mercury square Mars, moon square Mars, he's going to be picking on things that are injustice or things that make him angry or upset, things like that. And he's known to be um, pretty outspoken. Next up is John Lennon of the Beatles. Amazing musician, amazing person. But what I want to find is something to do with his advocacy for peace and all that and for world peace. Right away, you can see the injustices he's picking up on through Mercury opposite Jupiter, because Jupiter is kind of my focus for a moment here. He's also got Jupiter conjunct Saturn. And this is, of course, in his first house, his worldview. What seems to play the largest role for John is his moon, his emotions, which is in the 11th house of friendships and society. So this is a guy who truly is attached to the well-being of society. And so he's uh, authentic. Another strong activist for human rights was Joan Baez, hugely strong and very steadfast in her music and in her advocacy work. And um, what I was amazed to find was John Lennon had Jupiter conjunct Saturn in Taurus in the first house. Joan Baez, Jupiter conjunct Saturn in Taurus in the first house. The exact same combination, the exact same kind of people in that sense of their political activism. Joan Baez really hoped to change the world as well. She has Jupiter conjunct Saturn, but she also has Jupiter square Pluto, which wishes to change the world through music and stuff and entertainment and getting the word out there. You can see that's where her effect in music is. Jupiter in Taurus square Pluto in Leo in the fifth house. There you have that double um, Leo uh, connotation for entertainment and stuff. And she definitely made her mark. I pulled up Madonna's chart just to be curious. And she was, in fact, involved with uh, changing the world when she came out and burst onto the scene. She was inventive. She was all those things. She was definitely involved with the changing uh, of the world. When MTV came out with her music, uh, she did all the right moves, and she changed the world. And she was involved in that directly. She didn't get all her ideas from someone she paid for. She has the sun conjunct Pluto, moon conjunct Pluto, Mercury conjunct Pluto. This lady's full of fire, overbearing, domineering, Sun square Mars, a, a huge amount of energy, Venus square Jupiter, Venus square Neptune. She's probably going to have plenty of lovers, highly sexualized, very uh, intuitive, uh, but very blunt and bold, kind of pushy, dominating, that sort of individual. So she's definitely a take charge person. But she was involved with taking with that creativity. She is as creative as all that. She is a good entertainer. She does have the Sun in, and uh, Uranus and Leo, they are conjunct. She's got Venus and Leo. All these things are entertainment values, and they've got very strong um, aspects that led her to world fame through Pluto. And we'll continue next week. 